there. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Monday. It's May the 31st. We got lots to talk about on the program today. I'm so glad you're able to join me. Pull up a chair, make yourself at home. Now, today here in the United States, we celebrate the holiday of Memorial Day. This is a day dedicated to remembering those who have given their lives in order to bring about our freedom, those who have lost their lives in the service of their country. And, we, you know, this is an incredibly important day. Any freedom that, we've, that we have, that we enjoy in the United States, can be attributed to those people who have given their lives in defense of that freedom. So, you know, it's, it's typically the day that's thought of as the start of the summer. It's a day that, it's a weekend that uh, ordinarily is, is focused on cookouts and having a good time and relaxation. All of that's good, but, you know, I don't want to sound too preachy here, but it is important for us to remember the reason that we're able to do all those things is because of the lives that were lost in defense of our country. When I say the opening prayer, I'm going to pray for those individuals. Um, Today is also a feast day, according to the church. It's the feast of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We're going to look at the Mass readings for today's Daily Mass. And, you know, this is interesting because this is the day uh, we remember on this day when the Blessed Mother Mary, and this is documented in Luke's Gospel, and we'll read that today as our Gospel, this is the the remembrance of the day when she went to visit her elderly cousin, Elizabeth. And we're going to hear that whole story, talk a little bit about what that means. But I had planned to use a particular verse for my daily email reflection. You probably know I send out a daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled email reflection. If you've already read it for today, you know what the verse is that I chose. I, I planned to use one verse when I was at Daily Mass today. The, the verse stuck with me, and I thought, that's the, that's what I'm going to talk about. And uh, as I was writing it, I took one more look at the, at the Mass readings. Now, for the first reading today, there are two different choices. I'm, I'm paging through right now. There are two different choices that can be used. One of the readings is from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. It's an Old Testament reading. The other is a New Testament reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. When I went to Mass, the New Testament reading was chosen. And again, the church gives that choice oftentimes on on feast days or solemnities. But the alternate reading from the book of Zephaniah in the Old Testament just really blew me away. So I thought, you know what, there's a verse in there that I just have to share. And that's what I shared on my email reflection. We'll talk about all of these things because I really want to hit you with some of these powerful messages from Scripture today on this feast of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So we'll try to put it all together in the next 30-some minutes. All in all, I'm just so glad to be with you, to be able to spend some time with you. It's a beautiful day here today in southern New Jersey. The past two days have been rainy, but you know what? We needed the rain. Today is just an incredible day. So nonetheless, it's incredible because you and I, get to spend some time together, right, talking about the Lord. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's pray, and then we'll get on with the readings for the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, yesterday we celebrated the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. You, along with the Holy Spirit, 
and Jesus, that great bond of love into which we are invited. That that blows my mind, Father. I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but I don't fully comprehend it. But I guess that's okay. As long as I understand the general gist of the fact that I am welcomed to share in that, that relationship of love between you, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, as long as I know that I'm in there somewhere, that's good enough for me, and I thank you for that. Father, I ask you to First of all, I want to thank you for being here for us, you know, and sometimes we can take for granted the fact that you will always be here, even though you will always be here. You're so consistent, unlike me, who could be very inconsistent at times. Father, you are always faithful. You're always consistent. You will always be here. You don't change. And boy, when I look, at, when I look around at the world, sometimes I am so grateful that you don't change. I mean, all the time I'm so grateful that you don't change because everything seems to change, which it does. A reminder that this world is not our home. Too easy for me to forget that though, Father. But thank you for being here. Thank you for loving us into existence. Thank you for letting us grasp some small picture of your power and your creative process. Your creative ability might be a a better choice of words. Thank you, Father, for all of that. Father, we present to you all of our needs this day. We ask you to look with favor on all of the souls who gave their lives in defense of our country, of the United States. Please grant, look, be merciful to them. And also extend your mercy to those who are grieving the loss of loved ones in the armed services the families who are still feeling the pain. Please ease their suffering, Father. We ask you to watch over our country, watch over the world. We pray for all of those who are suffering in any way today and ask that you grant them relief. And Father, I ask you to pour out your Spirit upon me. Use me as your instrument today. Give me the words so that I can share your message. And open all of our hearts and minds so that we are receptive and willing to not only hear your message, but to put it into practice. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son, in union with your Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. Again, I'm Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. Hey, I I got some kind of big news for you. I... I want to officially reveal this on Wednesday. So if you're up early on Wednesday morning, 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be on the Sunrise Morning Show on EWTN. It's my weekly segment. You know, my wife and I were talking about this. We were trying to remember how many years it's been since I've done these weekly segments on the Sunrise Morning Show. I know that I started on the show sometime around 2010, I believe. So so that's 11 years, but I wasn't always doing the weekly segments. I, I don't remember when exactly we started the weekly segments, but it's been a number of years, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity to be on International Catholic Radio every week. You know, it, It's not something I take for granted, but this Wednesday at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to announce something that, that I think is pretty big, And if you're somebody who tends to be anxious, if you want to break free from worry, I think you're going to like the announcement I have. I'll make it on the Sunrise Morning Show at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time. 
and then I'll repeat it on this show on Wednesday, okay? So if you don't get up early, tune into this podcast and you'll hear it. And, and again, I think it's something you're going to really like. It's something something that will benefit you, especially if you have this tendency to worry. So Sunrise Morning Show, Wednesday, Following the Truth, Wednesday, Stay tuned. That doesn't mean you don't listen to Tuesday show. It's still going to be a good one. But hey, if you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com, followingthetruth.com. And by the way, I'm just going to say this because you're a listener. I'm going to give you a little bonus here. If you go to the website right now, you're going to see what that announcement will be. So it's actually on the website right now, followingthetruth.com. So as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, well, I'm sending you to the website. I might as well let you see that. While you're there, um, you might want to check out my latest book, Give Up Worry for Good. Also, if you want to sign up for my daily newsletter, you can do that by going to followingthetruth.com. Alrighty. Also, speaking, I want to come to your parish, your conference, your church to speak. You can find out about my availability at followingthetruth.com as well. Okay, I mentioned that it's Memorial Day, and we certainly want to remember, though, just say a prayer for the souls who have lost their lives. Many unexpectedly, many of them didn't expect to die. I would say just about everybody in the service of their country died unexpectedly. And you know what you have to remember there, they may not have been prepared as well as they should to meet their, to have, to be judged, right? Sometimes if you, you got, you kind of know you're going, you know, you can prepare, but Sometimes you don't. So let's pray that the Lord will be merciful to them and also for their families. A lot of families have been um, really grief-stricken by the deaths of servicemen and women, and we want to remember those as well, okay? Um, again, any freedom that we have in this country is due to their sacrifices. So let's offer up some prayers of thanksgiving for them and also ask that the Lord will be merciful on their souls. Okay, I also mentioned that today's the Feast of the Visitation of the the Blessed Virgin Mary. And you know what I'm going to do in order to set this up? And this is what I do on my weekly show. If you listen to the, the Gary Zimak Show podcast as well, what I always do is lead with the gospel because the gospel, according to the church, has a place of prominence because in our faith, because the gospel's are the primary source for the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. So the Gospels are very important. That's why I like to lead with the Gospel. Now this day is the Feast of the Visitation, and that comes right out of Scripture, Luke chapter 1. I'm going to read the Gospel, verses 39 through 56. Once I read the Gospel, I'll back up and do the, the other readings as well. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. So Mary had found out from the angel Gabriel earlier, a few verses earlier in Luke's gospel, that her elder, elderly cousin, it, it, it could maybe not have been a cousin. We, we say cousin because that's what most people say. It could have been an aunt. Uh, it's an elderly relative. She had found out from Gabriel that Elizabeth, her relative, was pregnant. And Mary knew that she was older. She knew that Elizabeth could probably needs would probably need a little assistance. So Mary set out immediately, right after finding out that she had been chosen to become the mother of the Savior. Try to imagine that. Immediately, she left with haste to go visit Elizabeth. And it really tells you something about the character of Mary, the fact of how much she cared about other people. And you know, that's something that that I would like to emulate more. 
I wish I cared about other people as much as I cared about myself, but unfortunately, so many times, my world revolves around me. And that's something I'm constantly praying about. And I believe that's something that the Blessed Mother can help all of us with, not only by her example, but through her intercessory power. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice. And she said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Now, a lot happened here, but essentially what we see is the mere presence of the, the of Jesus in the womb of the Blessed Mother. He's not using any words. He's not using any actions. He is simply in the womb of Mary, coupled with Mary's greeting. So the sound of Ver- Mary's voice, that's right in Scripture, that's what it says. The sound of Mary's voice and the, the presence of, of the yet-to-be-born Jesus was enough to fill Elizabeth with the Holy Spirit and caused her child to leap in her womb, which was to be John the Baptist. That's incredible. The mere presence of Jesus. Again, he's not saying anything. He's not, he can't even be seen with the eyes. The mere presence of Jesus and Mary's voice caused all of this to happen. Elizabeth also says something pretty powerful. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's where a good part of the prayer, the Hail Mary, comes from, right from Scripture. She is the first in the Bible to call Mary blessed. You know, and and that's an important concept for us to remember. We call Mary the Blessed Virgin Mary because of the fact that it's contained in the Bible. You know, a lot of times, look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this, I'll be honest with you, Catholics catch a lot of grief for their reverence, not their worship, because we don't worship Mary, for their reverence, their, um, their, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Honoring, for honoring the Blessed Mother. For their, um, gosh, I can't think of the word. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we, for their veneration, maybe that's a, good, that's a good word to use, of the Blessed Mother. She's special. But much of that comes from Scripture and the teachings of the early church. Now, I will say, are there Catholics who go overboard and almost seem possibly border on worshiping Mary? Yeah, they're, they're out there, but they're wrong. That's not what the church teaches. And you got to understand, if they do that, they're wrong. And if if you look at the the, the words of St. Louis de Montfort, who's probably one of the greatest advocates of Marian devotion, he's the guy who popularized total consecration to Jesus through Mary. What he said about devotion to the Blessed Mother is that if it doesn't lead to Jesus, if it doesn't end in worshiping Jesus, if it somehow ends with Mary, then it's from the devil and you should get rid of it. And, and there's a guy who spent a great deal of his life promoting devotion to the Blessed Mother. I think that's the word I was looking for. I said veneration, that's true, but also devotion. We are devoted to the Blessed Mother. But 
she doesn't want to keep all of your your praises. She, she doesn't want that. She wants to lead you to Jesus. And again, if you stop at Mary and you don't let your, your devotion go through her to Jesus, then you're doing something wrong. And we need to realize that. Yes, Mary is, is, is thought of very reverently. She's a very high position among the saints of the church. But she's still human. You, you know, and I, and I think we, we need to understand that. And sometimes by the way we speak, if we don't understand that, our, our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters, and you may be one of them listening to this program, I understand why it can be confusing because it sure as heck sounds like we're treating Mary as if she's divine, but we love her. We, we venerate her. We, we, we honor her. But we do not, or we should not be worshiping her as Catholic Christians. So it, it's a point, it's something that I think we all need to be concerned with. But when you look at the early church, there was a whole lot of devotion to the Blessed Mother. So what's really cool is that what's happening is Elizabeth is heaping the praises on Mary, right? And see, this gives you an idea of the character of Mary. And what does Mary do? You know, if that was me, I'd say, yeah, like, you're right. Thank you, but I, I am pretty good. You know, you start to feel good about yourself, not Mary. Elizabeth is saying, you are so blessed. You are, you are wonderful. Why? Why does the mother of my Lord, which by the way, she's acknowledging that Mary's the mother of God, again, right in the Bible. Mary says, no, listen, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Right away, Mary takes that praise and she deflects it and points it toward Jesus, which is what she does. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on, all, on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. By the way, for the record, the Catholic Church teaches that Mary did need a Savior. She was conceived without the stain of original sin. But, yes, she did need a Savior. It is documented here. The Church teaches that Mary was saved in advance. So the, you know, you got to remember, God is outside of time and space. So what Jesus did on the cross, his redeeming act on the cross, was applied to Mary prior to her birth. And that's what the church teaches. You know, it's, it's sometimes that can be confusing, but Mary was born, Mary is conceived, I should say, without the stain of original sin, but that's only because her son-to-be, Jesus, had won that victory for her on the cross. Again, confusing, but it's, it's good that we understand. So this doesn't trip us up if somebody says, wait a minute, God, my Savior, I thought she was sinless. She was, but she was sinless due to what Jesus did on the cross. He has mercy on those who fear him. Again, this is Mary speaking. In every generation, he has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones. He has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich, he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered the promise of mercy, his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. So you see all that, Mary, in what this prayer is known as the Magnificat. Mary is putting, giving all the praise for her goodness, for her holiness to Jesus, to the Father, actually. 
because of the way that he was so good to her. And then we're told that Mary remained with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned to her home. So she was quite possibly present with Elizabeth when John the Baptist was born. The scripture doesn't really say that, but she stayed for three more months. So definitely in that range, kind of makes sense that if she's there to help her, she's not going to leave prior to her, her relative giving birth. That's what we celebrate today. And if you're somebody who, like me, who might struggle being kind to other people, you know, again, I can be pretty selfish at times. And and, and there are people in, in who we encounter in this life who almost seem to be unlovable. But the Lord tells me that I have to love everybody. Mary can help you with that. And I constantly ask her to intercede for me, not just through her example, but with her with her prayers, because I need all the help I can get um, when it comes to being kind to other people. Now, let's let's look at the first reading, one of the first readings that we can use from today's Mass. This is from the, the prophet Zephaniah, chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. And that's the that's the part that I put on, that, that's the verse that I chose for my email reflection today. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. And I think that's such a great message for us. Why shouldn't we not be afraid with all the challenges of life, because the Lord is in our midst. The Lord is with us. You know, before Jesus ascended into heaven, what did he say? I will be with you forever till the end of time. That and that only is the reason why we should not be afraid. You know, you can't control your fears. You can't control your emotions. But what you can do is control your thoughts. So by meditating upon that that verse for that message, the fact that, you know, the Lord's with me. He didn't promise to take away my problems, but he promised to be with me. And he's all powerful and he's all loving. That should be enough to get me through. And the more you you ponder that message, the more your feelings or your emotions begin to change and you will become less afraid. It might take some time, but it really does happen. So then this reading continues and says, On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst. He's a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. Now this, you look at that gospel we just read, we see Elizabeth rejoicing. Why? Because the Lord is in her midst. And I think that's... That's something we can all do today. No matter what's going on in your life, joy is not dependent. Your joy is not or should not be dependent on external circumstances, right? You're, that's really what pleasure is. Pleasure is you go outside, it's beautiful out, you get a good feeling. Eat a good meal, good feeling. We rejoice. This is a conscious decision we make. We rejoice in God's presence in our lives. He's in us. We're in Him. You know, we're in Jesus as the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is in us. And again, that whole Trinitarian 
relationship, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, we're in there because we're in Jesus. As members of the church, we are in Jesus. That's not going to change. So no matter if it's raining out, no matter if your stomach's off, if you've got a pandemic and you're under lockdown, whatever it is, the fact that God is present in your life, He is constant, He does not change, that is the reason you can rejoice. And, and, and we don't often think about that because we, we equate sometimes joy with everything going well. Oh, I'm feeling joyful today. Well, joy isn't a feeling. Joy is a, re- a response. You know, we'll, we'll talk more about this in the in the in the in future programs. It's it's a topic that I have discussed a lot, but I, I think we need to explore it more and more okay, because it's something that is really important. Before I run out of time, let me read the other first reading that can also be chosen for today. It's from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter twelve. It begins in verse nine. Brothers and sisters. Let love be sincere. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Anticipate one another in showing honor. Do not grow slack in zeal. Be be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. See, there's that rejoicing again in the hope, in the hope of the Lord. Endure in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the holy ones. Exercise hospitality. We see Mary doing that in the gospel today. Contribute to the needs of exercise hospitality. I read that already. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Again, it's a choice. It might not feel good. I certainly don't have any having have an easy time blessing or praying for those who persecute me, but but I'm commanded to do it not only by Jesus but throughout the New Testament. Paul's saying it here too. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Have the same regard for one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. And again, we see a lot of we hear what what we've heard in both of those readings, those potential readings for today's Mass, are what Mary puts into practice in the Gospel. So today, let's pray through her intercession that we can become more like her, that we can bring the presence of Christ in us to those around us, to somebody who might not know Jesus, to somebody who might not have any desire to know Jesus, but to somebody who knows what it's like to be loved or wants to be loved or wants to be treated kindly. That's how we can bring Jesus to that person through the intercession of the Blessed Mother. All right, I want to thank you for uh, for hanging out with me. If you have any questions, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Don't forget, head on over to followingthetruth.com if you want a preview of that announcement that I'm going to be making on Wednesday. If you have any questions, just email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. God willing, I'm going to be here tomorrow, and I really hope that you'll be able to join me as well on Following the Truth. Have a great Memorial Day. Don't forget to send up some prayers for those who gave their lives for our freedom. See you next time, and thanks again for listening. God bless. God bless.